0: Welcome to the Unconventional RD Podcast, where we inspire dietitians to think outside of the traditional employment box and create their own unconventional income streams. We'll talk all things online business to help you start, grow, and scale your own digital empire. Today, I'm here to talk to you about automations and how taking the time to automate certain things in your business can save you so much time and make your life way easier. Of course, there are probably a million and one things you could try to automate, but I'm going to share 10 automations that are particularly relevant for bloggers and online business owners. And these are all automations that I have set up in my own business, and I challenge you today to pick one of these to implement after listening to this episode. Then I want you to head on over to the Unconventional RD community on Facebook, which is my free Facebook group, and share which one you implemented. Or if you have another easy automation that you really love, I'd love to hear about it there too. And of course, if you're not yet a member of my free Facebook group, I highly recommend joining. It's a space to connect with over 12,000 food, nutrition, and wellness professionals who are all interested in online business and unconventional income streams. It's a super active group and very supportive, so don't be shy about asking questions and getting feedback from the group. I hang out in there, and so do many of the past interviewees on this podcast, so it's a literal goldmine of support. Just search for the Unconventional RD community on Facebook and request to join. All right, now let's get into the automation tips. I've sort of divided them up today into different categories. First, I have some tips on email automations, then I talk about some blogging and online business automations, and we end with some general business and productivity tips. So I'm super excited to share these with you, so let's dive in. First up, email automations. And I have three different tips for you in this section depending on where you are with your email list. So to start out, if you are just starting your email list and you're not really doing much with it, this automation is for you. I challenge you to create a high quality opt-in offer. And if you have no idea what an opt-in is, give me a minute and I'll explain. I know I talk a lot about growing your audience by blogging with an SEO strategy, but honestly, getting that audience is just step one for creating a profitable online business. If you plan on selling something to that audience, whether it be eBooks, online courses, a membership, coaching, or other services, then you really, really need an email list. If you are not collecting people's emails when they visit your website, you are missing out on a huge, huge opportunity in your business. Because the truth is, most people will not buy directly from a blog post. The blog post is just the appetizer. It's how they find out about you and your business in the first place. But you need to show up for them again and again and continue to show that you know your stuff and can provide value before they may want to buy from you. An email is a crazy effective way to do that. So this automation tip is for people who don't yet have an email list or who have one but aren't really getting any new subscribers, or at least not on a consistent basis. Your automation must have for this episode is setting up a really enticing opt-in offer for your audience. Opt-ins, also known as lead magnets, are anything that you can offer for free that your ideal customer would really want in exchange for their email address. Essentially, you put a little box somewhere on your website that says, hey, want XYZ thing? Enter your email here. And the reader enters their email address, it adds them to your email list, and then this is the automation part, they are automatically emailed the thing that you promised. And for people who are unfamiliar with how email marketing works, this might sound intimidating, but it's really, really not. All you need to do is set up, uh, sign up for an email service provider Note, you cannot use Gmail for managing an email list. That's actually illegal. You need to use an actual email service provider if you want to do email marketing. And examples of businesses that provide this service are ConvertKit, MailChimp, Flowdesk, ActiveCampaign, MailerLite, etc. These are companies that can comply with the privacy and anti-spam laws and allow you to do legit email marketing. I use and love ConvertKit for my email marketing, and they have a free plan that allows you to grow your list up to a thousand subscribers and create opt-in forms that will automatically add people to your list and send them your lead magnet. So if you want to check out ConvertKit, go to the unconventionalrd.com ConvertKit to register via my affiliate link. I do earn a commission from anyone who registers via that link, so thank you very much in advance if you choose to go through that. Again, the sign-up link is theunconventionalrd.com slash convertkit. And once you've created an account, you can follow their tutorials for creating an opt-in form, embedding it on your website, and then setting it up to automatically email out the lead magnet that you promised. So that's step one have a way set up for people to automatically join your email list without you having to actively do anything. The whole point is to have this form loading automatically on your website on various pages so that when people find your site, they can then join your list. And if you're having a brain fart and you can't quite think of anything to offer as a lead magnet, here are some examples of lead magnets that I've used in my businesses. Uh, At the most basic level, you could offer a simple PDF as your lead magnet. For example, for the unconventional RD, I have an SEO roadmap that I use as a lead magnet. You can actually find it at seofreebie.com if you wanna check it out. It's a relatively simple 10-page PDF that goes over the six core components of a highly effective SEO strategy. It helps you see where SEO fits within your online marketing matrix and shares the three major mistakes that people make when they're just getting started with SEO and, of course, what to do instead. And when people sign up to download the roadmap, they are automatically added to my email list. Yay! And, of course, ConvertKit sends them the roadmap at that point. For my nutrition-focused blog, Functional Nutrition Answers, I offered something even more basic. You could sign up to have a PDF copy of the article that you were reading emailed to you automatically. And that was a really basic thing. So since the blog posts on that site uh, were heavily researched with lots of citations and kind of more clinically focused, the people reading them often wanted to save those articles to reference later. So for each post, I basically copy pasted the text into a Word doc and then saved it as a PDF. And then in ConvertKit, I would set up individual opt-in forms to go with each post. And then when someone entered their email into the opt-in form on that specific blog post, ConvertKit would automatically know which post they were signing up to receive and send them the PDF copy. And then from there on they were on their list and i could continue to communicate with them send them new posts as they come out perhaps do some email affiliate marketing etc etc and that is so simple it was almost no extra work at all the hard part was creating that really epic content in the first place and that simple act of just allowing people to enter their email to get a pdf copy of these really extensive blog posts was able to grow my email list to over 6,000 people with just 13 blog posts having this type of opt-in offer in them. So honestly, don't overthink it. Just get something started. Just get some sort of way that people can join your list if they want to and look at how it performs and improve as you go. So that's automation number one. Get a lead magnet set up to automatically grow your list for you. Automation number two is for people who have an email list. They have some sort of opt-in set up. People are joining their list, but they don't really email their list very often. And your challenge here is to set up an automated welcome sequence through your email service provider. So this is for you if you have a list. People are joining on a consistent basis through whatever lead magnet you might have set up. The next thing you really wanna focus on is making sure that you keep those people on your list and engaged with what you have to offer. So what you don't wanna do is have someone sign up for your freebie and then never hear from you again, right? Because then you're getting absolutely no value out of your email list. And in fact, you're probably losing money from it because you're likely paying on a monthly basis to have those people on your list. So this means that you need to have a plan for what type of content you'll send people once they're actually on your list. And one of the easiest automations you can set up with the biggest payoff is a simple welcome sequence. And by welcome sequence, I mean an automated series of emails that will go out automatically to new subscribers after they join your list. The goal of the welcome sequence is to introduce the new subscriber to your brand, let them know what you have to offer, and make them feel like they're definitely in the right place by being on your list. It also helps weed people out who are not the right fit for your business. If they don't resonate with your initial emails and they unsubscribe, that's actually a good thing for you since you want your list to be filled with people who want the content that you provide and who also might be interested in buying from you later. So when I first set up my welcome sequence, it was a simple series of five emails that someone receives automatically during the first two weeks that they were on my list. And then from then on, They were sent my regular weekly emails, which at the time I was writing and sending out each week. So my weekly emails weren't really automated, but my welcome sequence was. That's how I started with email automation. So the first email that they received in the welcome sequence was just like a little thank you for joining blurb. It had some information about what the unconventional RD brand was about, like our mission, what type of content they could expect, the types of people in my community, and how often they could expect to get emails from me. And then in that same email, I actually asked them to click one of three options to let me know what stage of business they were in so they could tell me whether they were just starting out in business, kind of mid-level, or advanced. And then I had my email system tag them based on which link they clicked on so that I could get a gauge on the type of people joining my list and how I could best serve them. And this also served the purpose of better email deliverability, because when people engage with the emails you send out and they open them and they click on the links, that shows their inbox provider whoever they use for email that they want to receive these emails and they're less likely to end up in spam in the future. The second email in the series had a little humor to showcase my personality and the vibe of my business and to help people feel like they were part of a community. So the subject line was actually, are you a turd? Because yes, turd, T-U-R-D, is the acronym for my business, the unconventional RD, which I know. I was like, are you for real when I first realized that? But now I embrace it and here we go. So I said, are you a turd in the subject line? And then, of course, there was some stuff in the email, but the highlight of it was, so how do you know if you're a turd? And then I had some bullet points and it said things like, if you dream of an unconventional career in dietetics, you're a turd. If you have big, hairy, scary goals and you're not afraid to go after them, you're a turd. Blah, 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 blah. And then I had a little blurb of, you know, how my, my brand started and had some links to my blog and my podcast. The third email in my welcome sequence had... Um, Some links to my income reports, because I thought that that was super inspiring and people might like to read those. The fourth email was a link to my resources page on my website, where I list all the tools that I recommend for online business. And then the fifth email, I think I added a little later once I started a podcast, and it was a specific call to action to subscribe to the podcast with links to the top five five episodes of that year. And that's how simple it could be. So honestly, the challenge is is to not overthink it. Just think about it from the point of view of your ideal reader or customer. What would they love to receive? What would make them feel super excited about being on your list or a part of your community? And it can also help to think about customer experiences that have really wowed you in the past. Have you ever joined an email list and loved the emails that they sent you? And if you're an email hoarder like me, who never deletes emails, you could comb back through and see exactly what you received from various brands or businesses when you first joined their lists and replicate your favorite aspects in your business as well. So if you have an email list, but you don't have a welcome sequence set up, that's your number one automation task to work on today. Automation number three is what to do if you have an email list and you do send out emails somewhat periodically, but you're not really making any sales from your list. So yes, this is the third scenario. You have an email list, maybe you even have an automated welcome sequence or some longer automated content sequences, or you're sending out emails every week to provide value and build connection with your list, But your email list doesn't really bring you sales on a consistent basis. And if this is you, your automation to focus on is setting up a recurring offer that gets sent out to your list on a regular basis. I challenge you to offer something for sale to your list at least every other month, if not more. And to make this even easier, of course, since we're talking about automations, you can do this all automatically. If you have a product or service that you offer, you can schedule pitch emails to go out either at a certain time of the month to your whole list, of course, minus the people who have already purchased, or you can get a little fancier and create automated cycles of emails where people get, say, seven weeks of content from you and then a pitch on the eighth week, and then that cycle repeats throughout the whole year sometimes people put this off because they don't like to write sales emails or they're afraid of getting mass unsubscribes from their email list if they do sales but honestly this one tactic has been absolutely life-changing for my business i set up an automated email sales funnel in june 2021 to sell my seo made simple course on a regular basis and that course currently costs just under thousand dollars And in the last 11 months since setting up that email funnel, it has generated over $225,000 in revenue without doing any launches. All the sales are happening behind the scenes automatically through these email automations. And for reference, my list only has about 6,000 people on it right now. And if that isn't fantastic, I don't know what is. So if you don't have an automated selling mechanism set up in your business right now, you probably are leaving money on the table and I highly recommend taking the time to try it. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is that it doesn't add any additional uh, income to your bottom line and you can ditch it if you don't enjoy it, but at least give it a shot, right? So those are my three email automation recommendations depending on where you are in your business right now. Next, I wanna share some blogging automations. The first tip for blogging automations is to install Grammarly to automate your editing. If you do a lot of writing, you will love Grammarly. It's a free browser extension that you can install on Google Chrome, and it's basically like check but for grammar. So if you accidentally used an unnecessary comma or you forgot a word in the sentence or you typed the same word twice or you forgot to capitalize something, it will catch it for you and automatically correct it with the click of a button. They offer a paid upgraded version as well that can do things like check for plagiarism. But right now I just use the free version and I'm super happy with it. So if you haven't yet installed Grammarly, seriously, do that today, quick, easy win. Your writing will flow so much better and you'll come across very professional and like a great grammar person. (laughs) My next automation for blogging is to install Updraft Plus to automatically back up your blog for your website. If you are blogging and creating content on your website, it is essential that you regularly back up your website. And you can do this automatically, like I said, with the plugin Updraft Plus. Yes, your website hosting provider most likely does their own backups, but in my opinion, it's always a good idea to have multiple backups stored in different locations just in case the worst case scenario happens and you are unable to restore your site from one of the backups from your host. This has not happened to me, but I have heard horror stories, so you don't want to be in that position and potentially lose all of your work on your site forever, you know? So I use and recommend a tool called Updraft Plus. It's a plugin that you can install on your WordPress website and it will take backups of your website and your database and store them wherever you specify. I store mine on Dropbox, but you know, Google Drive is another easy option. But that way, if your website ever gets hacked or something happens to your hosting provider and they somehow lose or corrupt all the backups of your site, you have a copy that you can deploy to get things up and running. And the best part is you can use this plugin for free. So check it out, it's Updraft Plus for anyone who has a self-hosted WordPress website. And the next blogging-related automation is to take care of spam comments with a plugin called Akismet. Akismet, I might be pronouncing this wrong, it's A-K-I-S-M-E-T, is a low-cost plugin. It's about $10 a month that filters spam comments on your site so you don't have to manually sort through all that junk. And if you've been blogging for any period of time without a comment spam filtering plugin, you know exactly how much nonsense comes through the comment forms. And once you have Akismet installed, you can set it to automatically put spam comments in a spam folder and then delete them for you on a routine basis. And you can set it so that all comments must be approved before posting for legitimate comments and also set it so that people who you have already approved uh, approved one of their comments in the past, they don't need your approval again in the future. So it's a great plugin that I use on all my sites and I never recommend anyone go through blogging without a spam filtering plugin. It's, It's an essential automation in my opinion. Next, I just wanna share one quick tip for people who specifically have online businesses where they sell something. And this automation tip is to add new students to your email list and tag them appropriately. So if you sell something online, hopefully you are already doing this, but I thought I'd bring it up just in case. So if you sell anything online, make sure that you have your shopping cart synced up with your email list so that it automatically tags people on your email list based on what they have purchased from you. And this is essential if you want to do any email marketing, because the last thing you want to do is ask people to buy something that they've already bought, right? That can be super confusing for your customers. They're like, wait, I thought I already bought this. Did something go wrong? Did I lose access? Is this different from what I bought? And guaranteed, you'll get a ton of emails from people asking these types of questions it also makes your email list feel very impersonal if you're not doing this like you don't know this person or care that they're a customer and they're just like an email or a number that's there on your list to be pitched to and no one wants to feel like they're just a number so this should be super easy to set up but the specifics will vary depending on how you sell and what email service provider you use if you get stuck at all reach out to the support team for whatever platform you sell on and they should be able to help you Most selling platforms have integrations with all of the big email service providers, so this should be, you know, something you can set up in under an hour. And once you have people tagged appropriately on your email list, you can be sure that when you're doing any pitch emails in the future, you can exclude current customers from those sales emails moving forward. Easy peasy. And now I want to move on to just three final general productivity automations. The first one is to use Feedly to get updates from all your favorite websites. So no matter what niche you work in, chances are there are websites that you visit again and again to keep up on the latest news. And rather than having to check these sites manually, follow them all on social media or subscribe to all of their email lists to get updates, you could use an old school RSS feed reader to create a customized stream of all the latest content from your favorite websites. Yes, feed readers are not really that popular anymore, but I still use one and I read it almost every day, so I thought I'd mention it here in case you're not aware of what they are or how they work. So if you have ever wondered how I seem to stay up on the latest SEO and digital marketing news, this is it. So you might be thinking, wait, RSS feeds, like what are you even talking about? (laughs) Well, RSS stands for Really Simple Syndication, and it is a capability that is built automatically into all WordPress sites. Essentially, anytime you publish a new blog post on your WordPress website, it will be added to your RSS feed. And then anyone on the internet can subscribe to your blog's RSS feed using a feed reader and then get links to all of your latest content. So I use a feed reader called Feedly feed L Y it's free. And within Feedly, you can basically search for the RSS feeds of all of your favorite websites and subscribe to them. And then you can log into your Feedly and see a running stream, like a syndication essentially of all the latest posts from those websites. And you can even organize them by categories if you desire. So each day, then you can log onto your Feedly and see what the latest posts are from all the news websites in your niche. And I do find that this works best for news-related websites, but you could use it for any type of content, really. So, for example, I subscribe to the RSS feeds for all of the popular SEO and digital marketing news sites like Search Engine Roundtable, TechCrunch, Search Engine Journal, and even the Google and Facebook blogs, so I can get the latest updates directly from those platforms as well. Then if I see anything noteworthy, I will often post about updates in the students group for my SEO course or talk about it during my office hours calls for paying students. And keeping up on the news also helps me stay abreast of current trends and emerging strategies, which is super helpful when I do my annual Trends to Watch podcast episode at the start of each year. So even if your niche is food or nutrition or something like that, I would bet there are news types of websites you could subscribe to on a feed reader to stay up to date as well. Or if you want to do a similar type of thing with research articles, you could also set up automated Google Scholar alerts so that Google Scholar will send you an email anytime a new piece of research is published containing the keywords that you specify. I use that feature a lot as well for keeping up to date on my nutrition blog. And pro tip, if you're planning on doing something like a Google Scholar Alert that is actually sent to you via email, I highly recommend either using a separate email address just for those types of emails, or here we go, another automation, setting up another automation in Gmail so that it automatically sends your Google Scholar Alert emails to a separate folder in your inbox so it doesn't clutter things up and you can just go to that specific folder when you're ready to read that type of content. Automation tip number nine. This is the second one for general productivity. I recommend creating email templates in Gmail and scheduling them to send. So, speaking of email, you can also use automation to help speed up your email workflow. And there are two ways to do this, like I just said email templates and scheduled sending. Let's start by talking about the first one email templates. If you find yourself repeating yourself again and again via email, or if you send the same types of emails on a regular basis, I would highly recommend setting up templates in Gmail. For example, maybe four times a year, I invite a new batch of people to book interviews with me for my podcast. And rather than remember exactly what I typed to invite people to book a call, I have an email template saved that I can use whenever I'm ready to book people again. And this saves a lot of brain power since I don't have to go back and look up what I said previously or copy paste something from an old email, etc. And Gmail actually has a native ability to create and save templates. All you need to do is go into your settings and then go to the advanced section and enable the templates functionality. Then to make a template, you can just start composing an email, but rather than sending it, click the three dots on the bottom right of the email and go to templates, save draft as template, save as new template. And then voila, you have a template that you can use again and again. Just make sure you already have your desired subject line typed out before you create the template, because that will get saved as part of the email template as well. Then in the future, when you're ready to send that templated email again, click on the compose button to start writing a new email. But instead of writing anything, click those three dots on the bottom right corner again, go to templates, and then select the template that you want to load. And that's it. Templating on its own is a great time saver, but it's even better when it's coupled with email scheduling. So if you're the type of person who only has time to check and respond to emails at totally obscene hours, like midnight or 5 a.m. or something, (laughs) did you know that you can actually write your emails at that time, but then schedule them to send during normal business hours? This is really helpful for establishing boundaries and not appearing to be on demand via email at all hours. So to use the scheduling feature, Just rather than clicking send when you're done writing an email, click the small arrow to the right of the send button and then select the schedule send instead. Gmail will give you a few selected times, or you can specify a specific date and time yourself. Super simple, but a great way to streamline your email workflow. And my final tip, tip number 10, is to use Zapier to connect your tools. And I thought I would mention Zapier because it's sort of the king of miscellaneous automations in the online space. Zapier is basically a tool that can make almost any two pieces of tech talk to each other, even if they don't have a built-in integration. And you can use Zapier for a bunch of stuff, but my favorite way I'm currently using it is for my podcast workflow. I keep a running list of all my podcast episodes in Airtable, which is kind of like an online version of Excel on steroids. And it's free, which is even better. So I basically use my Airtable as a podcast content calendar with the episode number, the title, the name of the guest, and where it is in the production process. So whether it's an idea, if people have been invited, scheduled, whether the episode has been recorded, edited, uploaded, or released. And I actually used a free Airtable template to set this all up. So Airtable provides a podcast content calendar free template. So I will share a link to that in the show notes for this episode. Just go to theunconventionalrd.com and find this episode and you will find a link to the free Airtable podcast editorial calendar that I use. And I highly recommend using that template because everything is all set up for you. You just have to customize it a bit to meet your needs. So, within that template, they have a section where you can store all the information about your guests. So, what I do is I send out a Google form to all of my guests to collect their information their bio, their social media handles, their headshots, etc. And then I have a zap set up. So, any automation that you set up in Zapier, they call them zaps. So, I have a zap set up that takes any information submitted through that form and creates a new field for them in Airtable. So once someone has submitted all of their info, they're automatically added to my Airtable database as a guest, and all of that information is auto-populated in there from the form. So myself or my VA can see all of their information right there in Airtable without having to hunt around in a million places, which is super helpful when creating the podcast episodes in WordPress. I also use Zapier so that anytime someone books a podcast interview through Acuity, my scheduling tool, it automatically adds that to my personal Gmail calendar. Since I used my business email to sign up for Acuity, it automatically adds uh, that appointment to my business calendar, but I actually want to see that event on my personal Gmail calendar since that's where I keep track of my life, so I have a Zap set up to do that. Similarly, back when I was offering SEO audits and mentorship calls, I had a Zapier automation set up so that anytime someone booked a call with me, they would get tagged as someone who bought an SEO audit or mentorship call inside ConvertKit, so I was able to easily segment those people out as needed. So those are just a few examples of how you can use Zapier to make things easier and more efficient in your business. All right, so let's go back and recap all 10 online business automations you can set up today. To start, we talked about email marketing automations. Automation tip number one, if you don't have a great lead magnet set up for people who want to join your list, make that priority number one. Number two, if you don't have a welcome sequence set up to automatically send out once people join your list, get one going ASAP. And number three, if you have a list, but you never sell anything on it, your task is to set up a recurring sales mechanism for your email list. Then we talked a bit about blogging automations. The first blogging automation tip was to use Grammarly to speed up your editing. Automation number two was to use Updraft Plus to automatically back up your website. And blogging automation number three was to take care of spam comments with a plugin like Akismet. Next, I shared one online business automation. For anyone who sells something online, we wanted to make sure that you are tagging your students on your email list and excluding them from any promotional emails. And finally, I shared three general business automations. The first was to use the feed reader Feedly to syndicate news updates in your niche. Number two was use Gmail templates and email scheduling to optimize your email workflow. And the last tip was to use Zapier to connect any tools that don't already have native integrations. So I hope that was a helpful episode with 10 online business automations you can set up today. Again, these are all automations that I personally use. And like I said, I'd love to hear if you have other automations that you use in your business. Please join the Unconventional RD community on Facebook and bring this up as a topic of discussion. I think other people will massively benefit from this. And of course, if you have questions about any of these automations and you want more tips from me or other online business owners, just make a post in the group and I hope to see you there. That's the Unconventional RD community on Facebook. Just search for it and request to join. It's totally free. And other than that, I will see you for the next episode. Thanks. Have a great rest of your night.